Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do werewolves, witches, vampires, do they really exist? Or is it just a myth? Well, today we have in studio, live in studio, or are they alive? Good Witch, Patty Negri, and Master Fangsmith, Father Sebastian, will talk about the vampire culture and old world magic. This is a way to start the Halloween season. We're excited to have them in studio. I'm Tony Sweet with Truth Be Told. Please welcome back to the Truth Be Told Studios, Psychic Medium and Good Witch, Patty Negri, and for the first time to the Truth Be Told Studios, Father Sebastian. Ooh, the applause. The, the, the audience goes crazy. <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? Excellent. Great. <laughs> well, it's I'm, October. It is October. Halloween season is here, but for you guys, Halloween season, I'm sure, all is long. all year long. And uh, I'm excited for everybody that's uh, going to be joining us in the chat room. Please, if you have questions, I call them my co-host. I uh, ask questions, and we'll ask those probably about 20, 25 minutes in. But until then, it's all about me asking questions. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, Patty, welcome back. And uh, Father Sebastian, welcome for the first time. And I'm excited to actually have people in studio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, first of all, you guys, I'm going to just top this off because you guys have an upcoming um tour well because you're taking people on a uh what is it a brahm stoker's dracula Transfil uh, transylvania romania trip can yes. you tell us about that yes next may um due to this little pandemic thing that came up but next may we are taking this amazing like never done before tour of dracula's castle and a whole oh bunch of castles in romania and it's not just like oh we're tours tromping through right. tourists we're doing like four and five course dinners in the middle of the castle it's not for the faint of heart it's not <laughs> for the weak um i will be there as a medium raising the veil and talking to ghosts and spirits and doing seances and thing in the middle of it and you are with the most educated vampire legit vampire Ooh. and historian in the world, so. Who me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, tell us, I tell us about what you're excited about the trip. Uh, what 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 made you guys want to put this together? <clears throat> well, I've been to Romania before. Oh, you have been. Yeah, so this is not the first time. I got kidnapped by a Romanian vampire. 
You did what? I got. I had an adventure. I went on an adventure. I got possessed. I got kidnapped. I got. I met gypsies. I. Holy mackerel! That's a that's a whole episode of this show. Now was I was gonna say was this was this uh, was this the excitement for you or is that more like oh shit this is all happening? <laughs> Could you? Well, I, I 2016 a vampire named Andrea con- contacted me from Romania and I you know get a lot of fake weirdos that come right, up and right. stuff like that. So I I was I was in France staying at my friend's house and I was like you know it's only 160 bucks a five round trip to Bucharest. That's cheap. And I was like, all right, let me let me check this out. So I call him up, and he goes, hello. And I'm like, oh, come on. That's a fake accent. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what do you want? I'm Romanian. <laughs> and so I went there, and I got there a day early, and he thought that I was there, and then he ended up showing me around Romania. And we went to where Vlad Tepes had his head chopped off and oh went to mountains and rivers and drove around in a little mini car i mean i had a tour and then i got possessed by a spirit in front of brand brand castle which is dracula only walked through the past it's actually not his castle it's from the movies right 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 uh, hollywood always makes it very much more than it is yeah. but what what possession what do you think that possession was well, we were messing around with spirits and, Uh-oh. you know, Romanian full moon. I mean, it was literally cool because our hotel room was on the top of this, like, Viking thing. Not Viking. Um, it looked kind of like a, I don't know, a, uh, um, like a Bavarian house. And we were on the top floor and we had the freaking full moon. Right. And we did this summoning of a spirit and I saw the spirit come in. And I put my hand into it, and it possessed me for 24 hours. Oh my god! And I, 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 it was like having a voice in my head. Real. So you remember everything. About I was it. totally aware. Okay, because I didn't know if uh, is is that normal, Patty, with people it's, being possessed where they know it's, remember it's, it. It's it it depends on the level of possession. What I usually do, I'm usually I I always keep some level of awareness because you don't want to give up your whole self. Because right. I do it very specifically. Right. But when I like look back at it, it's like one of those dreams you remember mostly and not right. all. It's like, did I say that? Or did they say that? <laughs> right. Right. Um, I've had some trippy experiences with that lately, like talking backwards and. When they played it the way, other way, it was like English, and oh, it's wow. like I don't remember doing that. I thought I was just talking, but it was in reverse, possessed by a spirit, and that was very dreamlike. But yeah, you know, it could happen that you're completely aware, like like. Yeah. I went to sleep and woke up, and it was still there. Yeah. Oh really? So yeah. it, it was just lounging, laying around. <laughs> laying well, around. no, it was. <laughs> I don't want to say its name because oh, okay. I'll give it power. I don't want to bring it back. I don't need to hear it. Thank God. No, no. It, we, we, Andrea <laughs> and I exercised it. Oh, okay. And okay. we uh, we did this like weird crossing where I put my arms like this and put the candles and and he, uh, he, he got rid of it. But it was quite, it was weird having something in, I, I mean, I've had been skin road before, but this thing wouldn't leave, but I was feeling very powerful and I felt like I was oh, merging wow. with it. And I was like, I felt like I could do anything, but I didn't want to lose my identity. It's like having a roommate in your room that won't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. Yes, yes. You've been possessed before? No, but just meaning the roommate that just won't shut up. (laughs) That didn't last long. Uh, But, okay, so, 
But as a as a as a, a vampire living your life as a vampire, and you know we hear about exorcisms are mostly through crosses and holy water and and scripture and all this good stuff. How how do you how do you remove a, a possession if that's something well, you're not believing? Well, the thing is, is I'm I like to consider myself a vampire warlock. Oh, okay. okay which is a gentleman witch. Right, right. It's a reclaiming right. word. Um, Oathbreaker to the Christian church, <laughs> not to the witches. Right. Um, you know, that's a controversial word in the pagan community. But, you is know, it? I come from the left-hand path scene, right. which is more like Anton LaVey's crowd and and uh, Michael Aquino and, right. and Don Webb. Huh. So Warlock is, is something that we – is a male witch. Right. So right. I like to say the Warlock is a gentleman witch. <laughs> I like that. That's a He's more, reclaiming. Yeah. The yeah. one thing about vampires is they are gentlemen. I mean, elegant, top hats. Valid. Not all of them. No, but but your clan is your clan that I belong to. I wouldn't belong to icky vampires. Right. But no, he, what he means by the reclaiming of the word is in the witch world that I've been in for 30 years. Right. Um, uh, wit, boy witches, girl witches were witches. And, and for a long time started out with the wicked thing. I think that warlock was a negative term. Just they took it from the Christian thing, I think. The warlock was like meant like a traitor. But there's a lot of people like Christian Day and my friend Michael Colt who is trying to reclaim it. Mm. And he's going next level reclaiming it and making it a gentleman witch. I'm, not writing, a a, I'm writing a Penny Dreadful called... Uh, I, when I get around to it, you know what a penny dreadful is? Mm-mm, I don't. These were like horror comics, but written comics that were a penny because a penny, uh, five okay. pennies was that a pence. Sense. Yeah, five pennies yeah. was a pence, and there were Victorian era things. There was a TV show called Penny Dreadful, <laughs> and there were little comics, and they were like little novellas, like eight to ten pages, right? And like Dorian Gray and Frankenstein and right. stuff like that would be examples of what would be considered penny dreadfuls. <laughs> so what what happened was is. Uh, I, I'm going to do it as a comic-like thing and do a Penny Dreadful called the Warlock because, you know, the thing is, is positive, positive masculinity is something that we all want. Right. Okay. Right. Women want it. Men want it. Um, but we don't want to give up our masculinity. Okay. Mm-hmm. The patriarchy is not evil fully. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, there's right, there's there's positive and negative elements to both sides, mm-hmm. and I'm I, I feel that a witch, the word witch, is for ladies. Right. It's more of a witch witchy thing, and that's my my personal preference. Right. So I like the word warlock myself. Well, wouldn't a wizard also be? Yeah, a lot of people use wizard. That came with, that along with, like with Harry Potter, Potter and, and all, all that. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, wizard. But the, yeah. I see that more as D and D, like Dungeons Dragons thing. But I remember Warlock when I was a kid. They w- used Warlock a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I never. Yeah. So it's 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 reclaiming yeah. a word. It's good. I I like it. Well, I, like I think it. it works best with the gentleman witch. Uh, somebody in the chat room said Father Sebastian is an excellent author. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Which so. books have they read? Yeah, which uh, if if you in the chat room, which books did you like? And I'll I'll pass that on to him. So, what is it like? I mean, Patty, we've talked about you know being a psychic medium and a witch, and and you've told me a lot of your practices, and I want to go over those again for the people that are new to our channel. But uh, as a vampire, wh- when did you start uh, using the term vampire for yourself? When? Well, how did you get involved in the, in that culture? It's all my mother's fault. <laughs> it's always the mother's fault. That's what my therapist said. No, it's kidding. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things was is I was at the New York Renaissance Festival. Okay. I was 14. It was at 1989. 
and this guy named Dimitri. Of course. Dimitri. <laughs> that, that's actually not his real name. That's oh, what okay. I call him. Okay. Um, he gave me a book called The Vampire Bible, and it was written by uh, an offshoot of the Church of Satan, and I thought it was all bullshit. <laughs> and I was like 14, and I was like, this is crazy and stuff like that. Then I put it on my bookshelf, and then I got into role-playing games and Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff like that. And one day I pulled it out, and when I was like 18, I, hmm. 17, 18, I read it again, and I, it said, within lies fact and fancy, truth and metaphor, discriminate with care, which means read between the lines. Hmm. And I read it, and it really hit me really deeply. But what really got me into it was um, my girlfriend wanted fangs for my prom. Oh. <laughs> and um, so that, that, was the meta, that was the esoteric side. But the, the costume side, the theatrical side, was when uh, my girlfriend Dawn, who was a warlock, no, she, was, she was a witch, um, a werewolf, and a vampire. <laughs> and she was Jewish, too. Oh my god! And uh, and in high school. And in high school. Yes. Yeah, and she was a year older than me, and we wanted to go to the prom. So I found a Fang Smith. Uh, we call it Fang Smith now, but it was called a Fang Family Dentist back then. Right. right. And uh, <laughs> we had custom fangs made. My grandfather was an orthodontist. Oh my gosh! Wow. And I, uh, we got fangs, and we went to the prom, and we went into the city to a vampire club or a goth club. Remember her and these this perfectly blood bloody purple velvet dress she looks so gorgeous sadly she's no longer with us mm. she passed away um but i uh i wore my fangs and i was working in a sexy shoe store called wild pair <laughs> and on donahue there was a club kid thing but this guy named michael alec mm. and what happened was i got dragged into the limelight in New York during the whole party monster scene. Yeah. I was I there. That. I remember that movie. Yeah. And that movie yeah. happened while I started my fang business. Really? Yeah. Like I was that that whole scene, I was in that scene. Wow. Yeah. That was a crazy Yeah. I knew I movie. knew Angel Mendez. Oh, you did know him. Well, I didn't know him like But knew of him. I mean sure, he was he was like another club promoter in the in the club. I mean, right. the debauchery that happened in that club was nuts. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, sober, clean, not 19 years old, running vampire parties in the back rooms, right. doing weird rituals. We were running games called Vampire the Masquerade because I'm a gamer and I love games. Right. And Vampire the Masquerade. I remember uh, Peter Gation, the owner of the club, came up to me and he's like, "Sebastian, are you doing a satanic ritual?" And I'm like, <laughs> "And I was." And he was like, I'm like, no, I'm LARPing. I'm playing a vampire game, role playing game. <laughs> and that that place was haunted and it gave me my greatest metaphysical experience of my life that defined who I am today. Hmm. I can't really talk about it on TV because it's kind of intense. Um, but the whole party scene and then I got hired to, by a woman named Chichi Valenti, Empress Chichi Valenti to work in a gay club on Thursdays running a vampire party called Long Black Veil in the Vampire Lounge. Oh my gosh. It was on, and, and if you've seen the movie Blade? Yes. Okay, you know that. Oh yeah, when, the, and when they go down stairs in, in the basement type of thing. Yeah, and they, yeah. they have the cow carcasses. Yeah. Well, we were in the meatpacking district, and these mo they must have done their research because in 1997 we opened Long Black Veil, and this is where the vampire community on the East Coast really solidified. On the West Coast it was called the Fang Club, 
Okay, like Fight Club. Right, right. And on the East Coast, it was Fang. It was Long Black Veil. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the things that happened in that club, nothing illegal. Right. Oh well, I mean, if, no. It was the 90s. That you're willing, not willing, <laughs> <laughs> willing to. I mean, it was the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Read between the lines. I mean, right, right, there right. was no kidnappings or anything like <laughs> right, that. Right, right. But the, 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 the funny part was is that we... Uh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was the host, and we had a coffin, and every time we walked by the coffin, somebody was doing something different in the coffin. <laughs> and, I, you know, sometimes you see people doing things one way and then another way and <laughs> sitting there smoking a joint or something like that. Right, right. And uh, so at 3 o'clock, we were in the meatpacking district. And they would we would close the doors at three, because right outside the doors, all the cow and pig carcasses were brought up. Oh wow! So after we cleaned the bar and we cleaned everything up, right? We'd have to push these cow carcasses aside and walk through blood to get to our oh get to God. our our uh, our taxis. Wow! And I mean, it was like six or eight thick. That's crazy. That is. Cr- I mean, how. Growing up to when you're 14 to where you're 19, that's like a complete flip of yeah. who you were. And I come from a completely normal Quaker family from New Jersey. Why? Because you hear about, you know, you know some kids just kind of stay in that same kind of uh, faith or same kind of direction as their parents and or their family go. And then some people do venture out and explore the world and experience so many things. What made you think that? That you changed so much in that four years or five years. I didn't change. Just, I just mindset found, change or no? I I I I I did extraordinary things. Right. Okay, right. but it wasn't like my mindset didn't change. I was, you know, I'm still a Christian. I go to church. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure that. I mean, what's funny is I'm sure when you say that, people are like, "What." I yeah. have a, an incredible relationship with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Austria. We rent a castle for them every summer. Wow. And we have vampire rituals and stuff in their castle. They said, you rent it, it's yours. <laughs> um, vampirism to me is is a way of manifesting energy. Right. right. And there are religions for vampires. Um, but the, uh, the vampire archetype is an empowering myth. It's a, it's a word of power. Mm-hmm. It comes... It, it, the modern vampire myth started in 1819. Just 1819. The modern vampire myth started in 1918. Wow. It was a gay quarrel. That was it? That's N- what started it? You heard? Of, have you ever I, heard of Lord no. Byron? It sounds familiar, but you was, may have to remind me. He was the spin- original rock star. Oh, okay. really? And he had a lover named John Palladori. Lord, what's his name? Lord, Lord Byron. Lord Byron, not to Byron. And there was a there was a writing contest in Soho, and the John Palladori created a character called Lord Ruthven, which was based on Lord Byron. It was supposed to be a mockery of him, and he spelled this. He wrote a short story called The Vampire with a Y. Is it that guy? I think so. Because it's talking about P- 
poems and books and stuff. Oh, he was a pervert. Really? <laughs> yeah. My friend's Jay my friend Jason, um Jason Ford and his husband Mike Ford, um, are really good friends of mine. They they forced me to go all three of their weddings. Right. Um they were like, It's legal now, so you're coming to all three of our weddings. Um and uh he lives in Soho, and they run a, a gay sauna called Sweatbox Soho. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty gay, right? Yeah, pretty gay. And I was the only straight guy that I actually went to the basement. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work for me, but... I think I'm going to go up and have a beer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jason and Mark uh, had a really incredible wedding, and, and um, like they had a bunch of celebrities there and stuff like that. But Jason wrote a really good story in my Vampire Magazine issue 6, which is, was it six or seven? It, we did a gay pride issue mm. for vampires. And the origins of the modern vampire myth, Lord Ruthven in the short story, Mary that. Shelley also wrote something for that same competition called Prometheus, which became known as Frankenstein. Mm. So it was a revenge story about this guy named Lord Ruthven, which was the first time a vampire had consciousness, because before then they were either spirits or right. demons or, or zombie-like creatures that would drink blood. Oh, my God. And yeah, so that's what we know them for. <laughs> yep. So the the conscious, suave, debonair, noble, dilettante vampire was based on Lord Byron, which was a rock star. Mm. That's why Anne Rice based Lestat on a vampire. So then you had yeah. Carmilla the vampire, Varney the vampire, and then Dracula, and that capped the 19th century vampire myths. And he's yeah. an expert. I was gonna say this is this is good stuff. I, I'm yeah. not because I don't know all this stuff. I've so that's where the stuff. modern vampire myth comes from, and that's why we spell vampire with a Y usually in the community. Okay, there's people that spell it with an I. Right. But um, the vampires that I I I love to spell it with a Y in honor of Lord Byron and John Palladori. Right. Right. So well. well you say the modern vampire, and so does does your take with your group, and do you do more modern, or do you do, do you celebrate the history before that of the vampirism? We celebrate the archetype, you know, the modern vampire archetype. Right. You know, John Palladori and Lord Byron kind of manifested the world's modern vampire mythos. Right, right. Okay. And so it's... Now, today, we know as Lestat and Dracula. So there's three great influences on the vampire world. Okay, the first was Dracula, which mm -hmm. started with Lord Lord Ruthven. Um, and Dracula had hundreds of movies and books and versions right. and stuff like that. And he's the king of the vampires, undisputed. Anne Rice is the queen. Right, which I, I've had the pleasure of interviewing her. Oh, great. Before. Yeah. She's lovely. I love Anne, yeah. And then, then there's the second great influence on the vampire world. And the vampire mythos, the modern vampire mythos, is Anne Rice. Right. The Vampire Chronicles. Right. Because she took something and then flipped it on its head and gave, like, you know, a self-hating, loathing vampire. And then an, and then an opposite, a right. child vampire. Yes. And then Lestat, who embraced being a vampire. And it was, like, atheist vampires. Then there were Christians. Then they were, mm -hmm. like, they went all over the place. So she explored a lot of um, tropes that weren't explored with Dracula. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, her vampires never shapeshifted or anything like that. They could fly and stuff right, like that. Right. But so she kind of modernized the vampire myth. And then in 1991, it all came together hmm. with the role playing game called Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, I remember that one. Okay. 
And what it was was it was a guy named Mark Ryan, Mark Ryan Hagen who went to Anne Rice and tried to approach to do a role-playing game based on Anne Rice's vampires. Right. And she never responded. <laughs> okay. So he created this thing where he created a, a masquerade where vampires have to pretend that they're humans. Mm -hmm. And if you find out that vampires exist and you're not ghouled by them, they have to kill you. Oh my God. So the masquerade is the masquerade is a way of them um, hiding from human society. It's a it's a conspiracy. Right. And there's different clans of vampires. So like in Dungeons and Dragons, you have the warrior, the wizard, the priest, and the thief. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you have different clans of vampires like the Toreador, um, or the, which are the cursed artists. They they can't create, so they have to feed off the blood of of artists to right. be able to create. You have the Ventru, who are the leaders, the Bruja, who are the warriors, the Tremere, who are the sorcerers. So your clan is your character class, mm. and you get to get in costume. And I I got involved in that for a while between ninety one and ninety five, and it was so much fun. <laughs> and um, that what that did was bring a whole. It took all the vampire myths that existed and lump them into one universe. Mm -hmm. Okay, the myth of Cain being the first vampire, okay, is pretty much what it is. And there's 13 clans of vampires in a conspiracy called the Masquerade. And their arch enemies- This is interesting. Their arch enemies, it's a great story. No, it is, yeah. And each clan represents a different vampire myth. Each clan represents yeah. a different- Yeah, like you have the Lasombra, which are right. shadow vampires, the Shemisi, which live in Romania, which are flesh shape shapers. It's kind of like, I hate to, hate to even bring it up, like Twilight. Each one had their own their own little kind of religion with their own thoughts and stuff like sure, that. Sure, Twilight. So after Vampire the Masquerade came out, <clears throat> right. okay, Blade came out, and Blade- I love the Blade series. <laughs> Blade, Blade, the house of, Houses of Erebus right. were based on the clans of Vampire the Masquerade. That whole thing was inspired by it. Then Underworld came out. I loved Underworld too. Underworld yeah. is a direct ripoff of Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, is it really? Like down. I was going to ask you about that. Down to the yeah. cause, like, like, in fact, White Wolf, the publishing company of Vampire the Masquerade, sued Universal and really? won. Because the whole lichen and vampire, right, right, like so, in Vampire the Masquerade, um, the universe there's five different main games, and each game is in a universe, kind of like how they have the uh, the others mm -hmm. and the originals and the Vampire Diaries all in the same universe, right, right, right. or different Star Trek series. Right, right, we have the vampire game, the <laughs> werewolf game, the mage game, the ghost game, and the uh, uh, fairy game called Changeling, and each of them is a different perspective on the same universe called the World of Darkness. Right. And w when I came into the vampire community, people were using the lingo from Vampire the Masquerade to live as vampires in New York City. Like, and I was like... So if you knew the language ahead of time, you, you were you were well way ahead of the game. <laughs> I, when I got into fangsmithing, mm -hmm. okay, um, I'm just like Vampire the Masquerade was at its height. It's kind of tapered off a little bit mm -hmm. recently. You know, it, it, like most things, you gotta update it, like Star Trek The Next Generation, right. you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta update it. So there's diff they're in their fifth edition right now. Right. And right. so they, uh, but what's really cool about Vampire the Masquerade is it influenced, the, the, the real thing was is it created a, com a culture of vampires. It, it brought in the concept of clans, Mm -hmm. Okay, I brought in the concept of all different types of vampires existing in the same universe. 
a vampire government and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a because uh, they have like warrior vampires that enforce the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Like if you get caught sh- revealing yourself to a human, you're like brought before the prince of the city, and like vampires are city oriented. Mm-hmm. And then the werewolves live in the countryside. I guess city because you need people. Well, <laughs> werewolves in this, the werewolves were the hunters of the vampires. They culled the vampire population. Mm. And mm-hmm. they and they were warriors of Gaia, the Earth Mother. Oh, Gaia, yeah. So, vampires and werewolves. The the feud between vampires and werewolves was originated in Vampire the Masquerade and Underworld. The whole aesthetic of Underworld is Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. That makes sense. And they they won the the lawsuit. Yeah, or uh, I think they settled out of court. Well, I'm sure they probably won too. And then, cheaper. and then there was uh, True Blood. Which was, a, which was actually a vampire. Charlene Harris was running a vampire the masquerade game, mm-hmm. and that's where she got the fairies and the werewolves and everything oh like that. God. So this vampire world that we know today, the most recent incarnation, started with Dracula and Varney the Vampire and Carmel in the 19th century, Penny Dreadfuls, moved to Anne Rice, and then evolved into Vampire the Masquerade, and then that involved in the uh, Blade, True Blood, Underworld, and wow. everything like that. So you have Hollywood all figured out. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you this because somebody asked in the chat room, uh, Patty, being a witch, how does the the uh, witch and vampires kind of overlap? Okay. Well, how it works for me, how our whole relationship and friendship became um, – is it, I'm a witch. You guys know witch. I practice magic. I right. do ritual. I do magic and what I do. And I was filming an, another episode of Ghost Adventures and I was at the museum, Zach's Museum. Right. I'm blindfolded and I'm locked away in a thing. I didn't know anybody else was there. I didn't know anybody. But I'm feeling the energies. I'm feeling this one li- lady little girl, which was Bloody Mary and a doll. I'm feeling something right. else. They take me in to meet the bad witch. It was the good witch. But, <laughs> but I felt this strong energy of this guy flat out on the floor and it was him he had been knocked out on the floor by bella lugosi's mirror um (laughs) again all in the dark i didn't know who was there or anything but we met after so after the filming because you don't know who it is and you exchange niceties and all that and in social media and we just kind of became friends and then he had uh, he offered to fang me and i'm like you're like excuse me i I know it's like well he's cute is that i don't know but my idea at the time my idea of vampire i don't know all the history i know hollywood Mm -hmm. my idea of vampires was like i'm a witch i'm a lot of things but my idea of vampires isn't even good or you think psychic vampires the one that drain your energy it's like i don't know so i i started researching this guy and i'm looking at his magic and i'm looking at his books i'm like Oh, he's like me in so many ways. His magic is beautiful magic. It's just like my magic, only, you know, the names have been changed to protect right. the innocent. And, the, and right. I'm like, I love what this is. So, so we were, I was fanged. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a, a billion differences in what we do, but the simil- similar, there is no conflict. There is huh. no conflict. I'm, my oversimplification, which he probably hates, is that in, in my witch world, our cloaks are like organic cotton or Stevie Nicks lace. And in, in, in the vampire world, they're velvet. Yeah. Always velvet. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the vampire world's evolving and changing all the time. Yeah. It's um, Vampire witches are a very popular thing right now. Yeah. And Salem is starting to embrace them. Yeah, you said that you're doing we'll be a in ball. Salem. Gonna yeah, be we're doing, doing a ball. I'm going to be in Salem. We're not flying together. She's... Traitor betrayed me in Flow Jet Blue. <laughs> what do you um, do? Uh, 
<laughs> Jet blue. With the blue chips. Right, right. I haven't done that in years. But yeah, it's, it's a month of flying <laughs> all over the place. But we're meeting in Salem, and then we'll be in New Orleans, New Orleans for the, the big one for days and days and days right. of events. New Orleans is really the mecca for vampires. Well, I was going to uh-huh. say that was vampires, you know, uh, psychics. Um, what's, the, what's the big one? To, um, to, um. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Voodoo. 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 Yeah. yeah. What do that you do so well? What is stuff. magical about the vampire world is each city has its magic. Okay, LA has it. LA has more vampires than anywhere else. Um, I mean, you got Bella Lugosi's buried here. Right. You got Anne Rice right in the area. You got Chris Rice. Right. You got uh, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. You know, like um, <laughs> yeah. there was Coven's of Vampires. There's an old vampire club here. LA has a very deep vampire history. New York has a whole different history. Um, Salem. And New Orleans are very, very similar in so many ways as magical cities. Mm-hmm. But Salem is like Salem is 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 you think of witches all year. Right. Okay. Well, that's what it's known for. I mean yeah. and <laughs> and with New Orleans, you think of jazz and vampires and and voodoo right. and witchcraft is not the priority like it is in Salem. Right. But what's interesting about New Orleans is New Orleans is a shapeshifter every weekend. Okay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, you know, you've got your ghost tours and stuff like that. But right. what's interesting about New Orleans is that when you go to New Orleans, each weekend is a different experience. And then there's those quiet weekends. Mm-hmm. Salem is just a boutique village that is consistently locked in time. And, you know... It's it's really a beautiful thing. So the, the like Salem goes to sleep at midnight. New Orleans is waking up at midnight. Right, right. Okay, right. but there's huh. but there's an allure to both cities, and the same type of people love both both of the cities. And people go, "What do you like better?" And I, I it's hard you to can't, choose. You apples and oranges. Right. But so you have to go to both. So all of you guys out there, join us in Salem. On the weekend of the 15th and 16th. And the balls are beautiful, you guys. The event, you dress to the nines and you wear headpieces. And it's. Are and we, where do you get to do that anymore? It's elegant, it's safe. Often, and, and then we're going to yeah. pack it up and take it to New Orleans. We do seances and ritual and beautiful, beautiful well, things. It, well, in Salem, with so many people well, that were sacrificed there or yeah. killed there, burned to the stake, as a medium, are you also a medium? or I'm a sensitive. Yes. Sensitive. Okay, so. Do you feel those souls that were lost for that uh, purpose? Yeah, you feel. I mean, we even did when we were there last time in spring. Um, 
we did one of those tours, so I got to learn. I'm not a historian. I like cut all those classes right. in school. Right. So opposite of being like, I, I don't have to go to this class. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go hang out. Um, but yeah, we did it. And I felt we, there was this one little place where like the women, because none of them were really witches. No, we're all, none of them. We're all, yeah. Yeah, there's a little, you know. They were victims. Right. They were victims. Yeah. Just so yeah, murder. you you yeah. feel it, but there's also a joy of life there. There is that uh, a hope again, just like New Orleans. New Orleans has gone through hell. Gone, <laughs> oh my God! I've been through Katrina. I've been through Ida. I mean, not personally, but my business and my life is my right. life is to make fangs and get people to go to New Orleans. Right. Yeah. For right. Halloween, and that did, I'm sure, affected yeah. a lot. So, yeah. but but there's this people that people there's this hope there's this we can do this kind of thing that I like about both cities a lot. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it sounds like that you guys admire each other's work. You know, it's Very similar, so. but you know, you have your differences, yeah. right. and um, and we work together in it, both. We do ritual together all the time. We do <coughs> magic together, and again, there's not conflicts. It's just like. You're dressing this way one day, and you're dressing right. <laughs> the velvet, the cotton. <laughs> well, I want to ask you because, um, and this is, I mean, there are people that have in the chat room and just people that will comment later on, I'm sure, what it's about the religion, the Christianity. Because I remember <laughs> at the time I interviewed a priest of the Church of Satan, mm -hmm. and my co-host at the time, he didn't even want to come in. He's like, I'm not coming in. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why? I mean, I'm, we're just, you know, we're asking questions. So it, he was one of the most fascinating. Do you remember his name? Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find out. But before we I'm, I'm, I'm not in a member of the Church of Satan. Right. But I'm friends with a lot of them. My I'm men sure you would know his name. I just can't think of it off. It's been like four or five years ago. Okay. But he, he was so fascinating about saying, you know, we don't accept anybody under 18. You know, we tell them, come back you know after 18 if you choose to be a part of you know our church you know they raise money for homeless they and you're just like holy crap i mean you would you're never probably remember there's two divisions of the churches of satan. right and he did tell me that he did yeah there's tell me the that. tst which is the temple of satan <clears throat> and they're very politically active and stuff like that right and then there's the original church by anton Levey. He did talk about Ant Anton. Yeah, Anton Lavey is like the godfather yeah. of Satanism. Yeah, and yeah. The, both both churches. Um, I know people in both churches. In fact, I got into an Uber, and um, a member of the TST got in the. It was an a Lyft line. You oh, know, really? And a member, I was going to a Church of Satan member's house right. to have tea. And she was like, <laughs> I mean, this woman was in, ordained by Anton Lavey himself. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. And a TST member got in the in the lift line, and then she was like, "I'm like, oh, you're TST. I'm going to a Church of Satan's member's house," <laughs> and she's like, oh. "And I'm like, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me." And I'm, uh, and it was it was really funny because there's a rivalry between the two groups. Which yeah, it yeah, that's a human thing. Humans yeah. are silly. Humans, we do that. Yeah. I'm Baptist. I'm Presbyterian. Right, I'm this. I'm Wiccan. I'm ceremonial. It's just humans have to do that. I remember. I'm going, a Dodger. I'm a Yankee. Right. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm so sick of this. Yankee fans. I'm a I'm a I'm a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Okay. <laughs> but how do I mean how do you uh, you know in, in which even a psychic and and, and intuitive and, and vampire or a, a warlock what do you say to the people that are are judgmental of your beliefs? I don't have a problem with it. And but that's what I'm saying why do you think they have a problem with it? 
Because they've been told, I mean, I, yeah, I, a lot of people think I'm going to hell. It's like, you're hell. I, I have the ancient Sumerian belief that you go to the, the place you believe in, and I don't right. believe in that. Um, but I, I'm not into proselytizing. I think there's many paths. Like to get to my house, to get to your house, to get to his house. Right. There's, who's to say driving is better than walking is better than flying is better than swimming is? Right. I, I just I think every religion and every belief system has its its validity. I see energy, and I wasn't raised with any of them. And my grandfather was this big old huge atheist science academic guy and I take it down to energy and there's so many similarities if you start there let's just start there but humans right. don't know how to do that and if somebody I, I, I like it's like I love Jesus Jesus is cool what I'm like great and I'm sorry if you, you know you can pray for my soul if you want to I'm good you don't my path is not one for anybody else and I'm okay with that yeah. and I just let them know that I'm I'm good don't have to worry about me <laughs> right not I really don't think I'm going to hell I don't you know, that's right. Place, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I just love them. I just love them. And I think that's all you can do. That's I all mean, you can do. I consider myself a Christian, but I'm not a proselytizing. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why when I when I hear people, it's like it it is. I remember going to churches where they would say, you know, the the Baptists across the street were the only way. They're not, and you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute here, you're. You're talking about about another Christianity. Do you know what the church. founding fathers of the United States were? And and right and no, they were deists. Deists. There we go. And deists believe that yeah. the, that <clears throat> majority of more. What's that? I said majority of more. Yeah. yeah, and they believe that the human mind is too small of a peanut to comprehend God. Yeah. So we made up religion to be able to interpret it. Huh. I, I believe that completely. We made whatever path we're yeah. taking. Because, again, I see energy. Yeah. I read my grandpa's books now, and it's like, oh, here's the same thing. You just use academic and science words, yeah. not religion words or spiritual words or occult words, right. whatever it is. But it's And it's not the religions itself that mess up so much. It's the men who rule them, and women who rule right, them, but right. mostly men who rule them. When Again, I was raised with nothing, and, and my once I was 13, and, and, but God was a dirty word or church, but I'd see the energy in temples and synagogues and mosques and parks and I'd want to go in and I was 13 by the time I was brave enough to ask my mom because if I could go to a church a regular old Christian church just because there was this hot sexy Christian rock band I wanted right, to go right. see at 13 right and I was so afraid to ask my mom if I could go because we didn't use that God word and yeah. and and I could have felt safer going can I go to an orgy can I go to a Brave, <laughs> like I had a church, and she's like, "You could do whatever you want." And I became a seeker. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to look in the Jewish yeah. half of my roots. I'm going to look in the Christian half of my roots. I'm, I've got Buddhist and yeah. temple and everywhere." And I remember walking into not any Christian church, but this was a very evangelical one. Right. And I'm like, "I'm seeking. I know nothing. I wasn't raised with this, but I see energy and I see spirit." Um, he didn't like that. And then I'm saying, "Okay, next I'm going to." to a Buddhist. I'm going to go talk to Buddhists. I, that looked kind of cool. I like the Buddha. Right. And he's like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, what? Your grandfather? No, no. This was just some guy at a preacher at a church. He goes, well, don't do that. I go, why? Why? He goes, no, to take that's taking your eyes off Jesus to go talk to Buddha. You talk to us about Buddhism. And I went, mm, no, that won't work. Why wouldn't I talk to a Buddhist about Buddhism and to a Christian about Christianity? But right. again, that was not Jesus saying that. That was the man who tried yeah. to control along yeah, the way. Jesus, Jesus in his truest Jesus form. Jesus cool. yeah. Um, you know, as a Christian, okay, uh, it's, it's really important to be aware of what Jesus said. And, like, come on, guys. 
Jesus Jesus was hanging out with the hookers and the tax collectors mm-hmm. and the prostitutes and the gays yeah. and yeah. and um, my grandmother went to me. She's like, "You need to act like Jesus." And I'm like, "Grandma, I do." <laughs> okay, I'm hanging out. I I I, I went to the queerest, yeah. like most like. My boarding school, George School in Newtown, Pennsylvania, really right. shaped me as I am today more than vampirism or darkness or anything like that. Right. Called the teachers by their first name. I learned how to, my, my health and human te- uh, services teacher, health and human spirit teacher, Carolyn Lyday. I worship this woman. She was a big lesbian woman in <laughs> 1992 living on campus with her wife. Okay. And I would, um, and she taught me how to put a condom on a cucumber. Nope. Okay. <laughs> and we did role plays where I were like, I, I, we would do role plays. We would talk about HIV and, and, and everything like that. And this is a sophomore in 1992, a Quaker religious boarding school. Wow. Okay. Wow. Talking about being progressive. Right. This is, this is what opened me up to these things. And Quakers were like, do you understand that every human soul is a piece of God? And when you get them together and you manifest love, then God manifests. That makes sense. Okay. That's why they quake. Right. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And what really, really, really opened me up was that, you know, there was witches at the school. There was, and it was the first co-ed boarding school in history. And, um, you know, I wanted to go there because I didn't want to go to a hockey school up in New Hampshire. And <laughs> my dad wanted me to go to that. Right. Wanted you to be a hockey guy. Yeah. And <laughs> my dad, I, 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 the campus was beautiful. We, we had horseback riding. We had, I mean, but the thing was is that we had open gays in 1992 as faculty. Hmm. And I would watch Star Trek with her, with her wife. Caroline Lydie's wow. wife every afternoon in the guy's dorm at four o'clock. I'd skip football and go there and watch Star Trek with her <laughs> wife because her wife was a Trekkie. And that's hilarious. That that was my exposure to the gay world. Wow, that's I mean that's pretty amazing, especially uh, back in 1992. But uh, I mean, you know, people have progressed, but then there's a lot of people that have that not. That haven't progressed uh, and, in and, so many ways. And in so many ways, but yeah. uh, uh, I if you don't mind, I, I'm going to reach into our little chat room and just see if there's a couple of chats and then uh, i'm going to ask you about the halloween season um oh cool um so all right so let's look in here uh okay one do you drink blood yes what kind of blood my girlfriends <laughs> how do you do that i mean do you lancelets like- you just lancelets i used to what's a what's a lancelet I use it for diabetics oh, little oh bitty, got little it, bitty, got it. looks like, like a what tack. witches used to do their stuff but you were not slicing things with mice you a little yeah sterile pew. So that, so okay so you do drink the blood but how much do do you take like just a small yeah, amount yeah just a little bit I I to... I was really a, it's called being a sanguine okay salty isn't it yeah it's very <laughs> irony yeah um she she gave me a box of lancelets right with a bow on it and she said I'd like you to try it again I had hmm. not done it for fifteen years and um, publicly I didn't. It's the first time I've actually admitted that I've been doing it recently. Right. But I, I only started about three months ago. Oh, wow. So this is recent. Okay. Well, no, I did it back in the 90s. And they're Got called it. donors. They're consensual things. You get tested and everything like that. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. The, for like. It's really hard to do outside a monogamous couple yeah. properly, safely. Right. Um, but monogamous couples are great donors as a pair for a vampire. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would make sense. Um, but I'm mostly energy. Yeah. Okay. I, I, 
I, what I call gathering energy, not feeding, okay, or harvesting. Right, and some, right. Those are kind of harsh words. I gather energy, like when I go to a concert or a nightclub or, right. or walk down the city street, I'll bump into someone and connect a little bit of energy and go, thank you. But we all do that. there's we a code of honor that. Yeah. that my clan has defeating or gathering energy. We right. don't take it. There's there's ambient, which is like in a in a environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, like you go to a hockey game or a football game or you know sport sporting events are very popular for truly practicing vampires. Right, right. Okay, because it's charged with fun and excitement. Okay, and then there's um, that's why I run events because. The cloud of energy is the ambient cloud of energy above the um, above the audience, and you can just gather it, breathe it in, kind of like a sauna, mm -hmm. and that's that's free energy. But Patty, you do that too. Though. I do, of course. That's I how do. you get your messages, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tapping into it. So again, just words different, but that's that's what we all do. You go to a concert, you get excited. Your music, what everything that happens. Well, yeah. it's it's what you do with it. So, yeah. um, the <clears throat> practice of vampires in my practice is called Strigavai. Strigavai? It means living vampire witch. In living Romania. vampire witch. Yes. And Strigavu is the plural. Uh, Strigavu is, is, Strigavu is the singular. And we have a church mm -hmm. that we're setting up, a legal church. Lo here locally? Um, it's going to be an organization. It's oh, going to be a nonprofit. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do weddings and oh, initiations and baptisms and all that stuff. It's going to be the world's first exclusive vampire church. We filed the paperwork in March, and it takes about six to eight months to get it done. Wow, um, that's pretty cool. But we, we, the organization itself does not promote blood drinking. Okay, right. that's something personal for me. Right. Um, I, the endless night events that I run, okay, no feeding on, on – no blood drinking on site. It's takeout only. Right, take out, <laughs> take out, pick up. <laughs> yes, and there's a vampire donors bill of rights that was written by a guy named Bathlazar in New Orleans. So that and that's one that one of the questions that I did ask. You know, the the guy from Church of Satan was like, "Do you guys really do the like sacrifices and you know and that?" And he says that some of them do, but we don't. He goes, "We don't do that." But what about like vampires, even witches? Do you? like curses and you know and putting curses on people i know you can break curses yeah i won't because i believe you create you live in the world you create right and i've never seen had a reason to curse or hex somebody because if i curse or hex then i can be cursed or hexed because i've create opened that door right um i can do defensive magic and i can do damn good defense right. I'm, a good witch means a lot of different things right right um, glinda <laughs> yeah, but but no, I just don't want to live in that world because I know too many people who go too dark, and I'm not. There's no judgment there, right? Heaven or hell, but p too many people who go too dark and live in the dark, you get. They're always way more paranoid. They always start getting angry. Yeah. They always start getting <clears throat> ugly on the inside, and sometimes ugly on the outside. I'm like, I don't want to get ugly. No, I'm gonna get, love, love, love. I'm a love witch, right? You know, it's like, and I've again when I've talked about this stuff, I. I've been able to do with witchcraft, positive witchcraft, from you know, cooking for Gordon Ramsay to right, all that right. stuff. You can get anything you want with positive magic. Again, I can hell good with defensive magic, but I don't need to curse. But it's just a personal choice, just like him with blood or not blood. Well, right. there's there's definite metaphysics to magic. And right. Some people, you know, some people are lacking something. Okay. I have a, a guy that I interviewed who has no conscience. 
no conscience at all. No. Wow. He wrote. He, he said he was. Uh, I interviewed and and um, became friendly with a serial killer in France, and his name is Nico Clo, mm-hmm. and he, the guy has no remorse. How do you become even closer or even friendly with somebody? He got like out of jail, that? and I interviewed him. And I'm going to stay cordial with him. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to piss him off. off right? I mean, <laughs> I, I have stories about him. But he uh, he was in a documentary that I was in called Vampire Stranger, Reality is Stranger Than Fiction right. by Laurent Corot in France. And it was a journey into the... Because um, when Blade came out, a lot of kids in Harlem got into the vamp. They took my book. So what I did was when Vampire the Masquerade came out. Right. I uh, I looked at the Temple of the Vampire, which was a satanic organization for vampires, and that was the first world, world's first vampire church. But even though they're not legally a church, right? They don't have a five hundred one c three status. Um, that church was the the Vampire Bible was written by them, and it was like undead gods and like uh, it was like it really was kind of harsh, right? Okay, right. so when Dimitri taught me about Strugavai. Um, I was playing Vampire the Masquerade, and there's a whole story behind that. Um, but what was interesting was, is he said the Temple of the Vampires metaphysics have a lot of validity to them, hmm. but the the harshness of it is not what we do. So he initiated me into it, and then um, about 1996, I met a guy named Constantinos, and he mentioned Strugavai in his book. Uh, Vampires, uh, the Occult Truth, mm-hmm. Llewellyn, and that book's kind of outdated now because it's not really up. But it's a good book. It talks right. about different types of vampires and stuff. But what is interesting is that the lingo that people used in Vampire the Masquerade was used as for vampire culture. Hmm. A vampire subculture was born from it, and there was people who were practicing vampires in New York, and they were like, "This is role playing." We, so what I did was is I translated the role-playing terms into real-word terms, mm-hmm. okay, like things that you could apply, like mundane in, right. st- instead of human, okay? And now we use the word muggle, but right. <laughs> um, I, w- when I started making fangs, I founded the Sabretooth Clan in August of 1995, and <clears throat> that was the first real big vampire clan in New York, and about 400 vampire clans broke off of it. Really? Yeah. 400. So when I when I when Long Black Veil the, the my magnum my magnum opus my the book that I suggest that everybody reads is called Black Veils. Black Veils. It's beautiful. Okay, and mm. it has 300 terms and chapters that describe in very basic ways how the vampire culture can work. And you can pick and choose what black. There's black veils of romance and mm-hmm. love and passion. There's roma- um, ritual. Um, there's uh, astral. I mean, and they're divided into day side and night side. So the day side is the practical application in the real world of vampirism right. and the mythology. Right. And the night side is the actual magic of vampire witchcraft. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah. a beautiful book. Yeah, it's that's a beautiful cool. Book. Well, I, I mean, time's getting away from us. So I have two questions left. Halloween is coming up. We're starting the Halloween season today on Truth Be Told. Uh, for witches, and then we'll go to the, the, the vampire culture, what does Halloween mean f- 
for witches. It is Samhain. It is our new year. It is the day when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest. That is actually why people dress up. That is why going back to Europe and you would dress up because people could see you could see spirits. The veil is thin and you want to confuse any bad spirits. That's why they put jack-o'-lanterns. They didn't have pumpkins in Europe, but they had right. pump turnips or something. They would carve them out and put it there to frighten because the veil is thin and you give treats and candy. But in reality, in, in, our, the, in the pagan, it's when you celebrate the dead. The horsemen go out and bring in the dead. We put in big altars like 20 feet long with pictures of our ancestors and our grandparents and our parents and you light candles and incense. Mm -hmm. Just like Dia de los Muertos in the, the Latin culture. It's all, it's the time to celebrate. We're going into the dark time. It's not spring and dancing around the maypole when right. the fairies are holding up the veil. This is, we go, we into the dark time, into the into the mound. So that's what it is. So uh, go around, beat the bounds, hit your broom handle around the house on the Halloween Eve, and claim it as your own. Dress up, it. and then remember the dead people when you're trick or treating, and and coming to the vampire ball and doing that's, my seance that's right. and doing all. It's the, a great time to talk to the dead. So that's what it is for my end of things. What about the vampire? Is it does the vampire the vampire culture? Does Halloween mean anything? Yeah, it means that we get to take a break. Right, let everybody okay. else. Okay, <laughs> we get to we get to um, we get to come out of the closet, out of the coffin. <laughs> we get to come out of the coffin and and right. be who we are. And I mean, like, and people don't look at you like strangely. <laughs> well, they don't. I mean, a vampire usually morphs into whatever culture they're in. Right. I right. mean, we wear black because it collects energy um and it's that's a, why you black a lot i don't know and it's and slimming yeah true. i mean <laughs> probably maybe that was my case there's a, there's there's a black veil called black and it <clears throat> talks about the power of the color black which mm. is not a color but it's an absence of color but it's it's long story <laughs> um so halloween is the time that we get to take our masks off and put our fangs on and and hang out and rock out and come out of the coffin and just chill out and, you know, a lot of like when I make fangs, I'm a dental technician and it's really funny because people will come and they'll get their like a, a young Burmese lady came and got her fangs the other day with her mom was sitting there going, <laughs> my daughter's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, I made fangs for the uh, like a uh, bunch of that's how I met Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures as I made him fangs in Paris. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So I make, you know, there's such a diversity in people that love fangs and vampires that you, you have Christian vampires, atheist vampires, witch vampires, gay vampires, straight vampires, and everybody comes together and they have something in common. And it's there's no discrimination. I okay. love that. You know, I remember when uh, um, when Blade came out and a, a black kid came up to the door of the uh, fang shop and he's like, can I get fangs? I'm like, what do you mean can you get fangs? Come on in, get fangs. And he got fangs, and then, like, instead of gang culture, they embraced clan culture, hmm. uh, bloodlines, and they they made their own symbols and and everything like that. You know how you have like the one percenter bikers, R right? And then right. you have just like the Sunday afternoon bike riders, right? Right. <laughs> okay, this is what it was, and it, it really gave a great culture to the inner city of New York. They opened a nightclub called Hidden Shadows in upstate New, and uh, up on 113th and Lexington. Oh wow. And I'll tell you, it was really interesting walking into, walking past, the, coming up in a SUV, getting out on Halloween, the week before Halloween, having all these black and Hispanic vampires waving to me, okay, <laughs> and doing Victorian bows, 
okay, walking into the That's nightclub. Great. Okay, it was like out of a movie, and walking into this martial arts studio turned into a vampire club, and seeing giant black guys with sunglasses and fangs listening to Rammstein and Metallica. <laughs> okay, and they were like, du hast mich, and they were like dancing and stuff like that, and they were smiling because they had their fangs on. Okay, and they were wearing their big onks right, and everything right. like that. And the culture that I created, which was inspired from Vampire the Masquerade and witchcraft, really took off with these people. And it was it was fun, it was a phenomenal phenomenon that was exclusively New York. Mm. And people go to me, are there black vampires? And I'm like, there's thousands of them. You're like, of course there are. Yeah. yeah. What I think, what I like about it is that we different clans, different cultures, slightly different belief systems, just like everything else. But what it seems to me is that we really embrace life, which is funny for being the living dead and about to, right, if right. you embrace life. We're a little hedonistic, yeah, yeah. We're a little, <laughs> crank it up to 11 yeah but you do it with all abandon and that's how i live life and i've always lived life and it's like oh i found other people just like that and we have fangs now like i've got my fangs so i yeah. love and and f well just because of time patty where can people like find you know if they want to you know work with you on you know a psychic medium or mm -hmm. okay. Uh, okay. help with Clear houses, Clear talk houses. to the dead. Yes. Uh, my, my main poll is pattynegri.com, P-H-E-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. From that, you can, get, of course, get to all the social medias. And please do like and follow Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now even TikTok, which I'm figuring it out. Because yeah. we have oh, lots boy. of great events coming up. Like, really, everybody, if you want to immerse into the culture, come to one of the balls. Come to New Orleans. Come to oh, my God, that'd be so uh, fun. And I've got, in between that, I've every every single weekend, I'm somewhere Orange County. County Park. I'm in, I'm in Tahoe. I'm in Arizona. I'm in I don't know where else. So pattynegri.com, find it all. Don't you also do your own show? Like I, yes, I have my show called The Witching Hour. Yes. Yeah. And when, yeah. when is that? And that is on, well, whenever you want. It, it drops on Mondays for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's at myparanormal.net and then everywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Audible, everybody. That's yeah. awesome. And Father Sebastian, what about you? What's where can people find you, follow you, get your fangs, all that well, good stuff? Well, as you can see, my name's spelled I-A-A-N. That's the Dutch spelling, because I lived in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. Okay, you can find me at fathersebastian.com, and that's a portal for my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and my projects. And if you want to find out about my events, you can go to endlessnight.com. And I'll hope to see you in Romania. Maybe you should come along. Yes, come. I would love to go, and it's a, a mist—I can't read it. Mysterious, is that right? Adventurestour.com. Yes. My my middle-aged vision now. Uh, Your so, menopause is yeah, my menopause is kicked in, and my vision is kicked out. So, uh, but it's ten chilling days and uh, nine daunting nights. In May twenty-fourth through June second, twenty twenty-two, and. Uh, Transylvania. Yeah. Then we're going to Germany after. Oh my God, that would. I haven't be... told her yet, but we're okay. going to go to Germany. <laughs> okay. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming in. I I love uh, Patty and I now my new friend here, uh, Father Sebastian, and uh, please uh, support them. And if you guys want to go on an amazing trip or go celebrate some balls, that uh, <laughs> uh, if you have the balls, go. That's right. <laughs> we have the balls. We, we have, have the balls. balls. All right, guys, thank you for always supporting Truth Be Told. And uh, please su uh, subscribe, share, and, uh, again, podcast anywhere. Podcasts are submitted, distributed, wherever. We're everywhere. So uh, thank you. Until next time, I'm Tony Sweet for Truth Be Told. Bye. Bravo. This has been another fun. episode of Truth Be Told. Thank you so much for watching.
Recorded live at UBN Go Studios in Burbank, California. Join us on social media. Facebook, Truth Be Told Radio. Instagram, Truth Be Told Paranormal. Go to Truth Be Told Worldwide for more information on upcoming shows. This has been another episode of...